you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 65. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Okay, guys, today I have an episode about creating a peaceful family. Really, it's like if you feel like your household's a war zone, I know I talk about this a lot. It's when you have one of these strong willed kids and you haven't quite figured out the recipe yet or retrained your brain uh, with the mastermind parenting tools enough for it to come naturally. And you're saying, okay, I've read the books or I've listened to the podcast or I've tried this or I've tried that. Something is not working. Something's not working. I'm still not cracking the code. I'm here to tell you in this episode what the missing ingredient probably is. So, this is it. You know how when your kids, like I just had a situation last night, your kid, whatever, takes their mood from the day out on you. In my example, it was my almost 18-year-old junior and high school daughter. Maybe in your case, it's your five-year-old or six-year-old or three-year-old, and they're experiencing what's called after-school restraint collapse, which is they hold it together all day, and then you pick them up, and then it's just whining and meltdowns and, and lots of different behaviors. And with a teenager, it's a bad mood. It's snapping at a brother. It's snapping at me. It's blah, 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 blah. And so often... What happens is in those moments, we make their behavior mean something about us, right? Hurt, this is what I like to tell, tell people, hurt people, hurt people. So the way your kids are behaving when you receive them back from school and they're already in a bad mood, they're already showing these behaviors that are, we'll just call them less than awesome or enjoyable to be around. And we make it mean something about us. And then what happens when we make it mean something about us and we're, that's called like lack of mind mastery because it never is about us. They're just using us for their punching bag in that moment because that's how they feel on the inside of their body. And they don't have a better coping skill in that moment because being a human is messy business. And none of us are perfect. And sometimes we have shitty days and we take it out on the people we love. So we typically do in those moments when there's, there's one of these, you know, 
uncomfortable situations or just less than awesome moments, we go in and we start correcting them. We start telling them the things that they need to do or the things that they should stop saying or the th- like we start going into correcting during that moment. And our timing is wrong. We're never going to teach them the things that we want to teach them to improve future behavior. We're not going to skill build in those moments. So the missing ingredient is actually having these conversations that will improve their skills and will help them to have better future behavior and invite more cooperation and have all the long-term benefits that we want. Um, Having that conversation at the right time and you really, you, it's not during the heat of the moment. You have to master your mind and take a breath and walk away. Like my husband will say to me when one of our kids is like acting the way, like a human, like a messy human, having a messy moment as we all do. And my husband pointed it out to me, um, I don't know, maybe a few months ago. And he was like, I love it when you're talking to one of the kids and you just barrel through and you like whatever they say, it doesn't affect you. Like you don't change your demeanor. You just continue on with whatever it is that you needed to say or do. And then you excuse yourself from the situation, but you, you act like you don't even acknowledge or notice that they're being reactive towards you. You just are on your agenda and you don't let whatever they say or do affect whatever it, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And so I was, you know, and what that really is, is that's the pillar of Q-tipping, quit taking it personally. So they've had a day and I know they're now having a messy moment and it has nothing to do with me. They're just using me as their punching bag. In that moment, they're in a crappy mood. It happens, right? So I come in and I need to tell them like dinner's ready or so, or I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Or I'm following up with, did you send that thing in for your summer internship? Like I'm, I, have, I have an agenda and a to-do list. And so I need to get answers to certain things or follow up on certain things. And they act snappy or snippy with me. And I'm like, because you haven't done it yet or you have done it yet. <laughs> you know, like whatever they say to me, I'm, I've got my agenda and my to-do list and I'm not going to react to their, their reactive state. So I've had to practice to get that, to have that skill of quit taking it personally. It takes a lot of my mastery and, and one of the mantras I say in my head always is, is hurt people hurt people. They're always just acting on the outside, what they feel on the inside. And there's more to this story. Like something happened today, there's something else going on. And if I take their behavior personally in those moments and then take that opportunity to to tell them how they will or won't talk to me and to teach them the lessons and to tell them all the things, like they'll never learn it. And all they'll end up doing is just being more annoyed with me and then taking their frustration out on me more. And then it'll become a dance and then we'll have a whole fight. And now I've just given them an outlet to fight, for, fight with me and to take out all their frustration versus take, just, you know, Q-tipping and walking away. Well, the truth is, though, I do. I mean, there's so many times where it's like, but we do want to teach them the things. We do want to 
let them know after a less than awesome moment that we didn't deserve that behavior. We do want to talk about when you're frustrated, like some more effective, productive tools to use when you're frustrated or had a bad day to release that and to feel better. And it doesn't involve using the people you love as your punching bag, right? So we want to teach them those things. It doesn't mean that they're always going to do it, but we do want to teach them the things. So when do we do it? So the missing ingredient is really all about having a conversation ahead of time or at a non-relevant time and, and teaching those things at that time, setting the expectations at that time, you know, creating a plan and coming up and going over the consequences. So let me explain. So maybe, um, maybe it is after a moment when your older child has spoken to you in a way that was disrespectful and taken out their stuff on you. And you do want to let them know, like, like you deserve respect and you're not going to be a doormat. And the time to talk about it isn't during that moment, during that time. So what happens later? Well, later on, you would come back and you would have a productive conversation. So A, you would own something. If you, if you ended up engaging, you would have to have a productive conversation, which is basically owning your role. Like you took their behavior personally, you overreacted, and then it turned into, you made a mountain out of a molehill. And then you would actively listen, and then you would problem solve together. That's what would happen if you got sucked into their mood. But let's just say you handled it well, and you didn't take it personally, and you walked away. How do you go back and then stand up for yourself and let them know, hey, when you're frustrated or, or you've had a bad day, Taking it out on the people that love and support you, it's not the way to go. Let's talk about better, better ways to process that upset. Let's talk about better ways for you to let me know you've had a shitty day in the future that doesn't involve, you know, treating me like dirt. Hold on, I'm plugging my computer in. It's about to, about to lose power. Um, and, and, and you're saying, you know, I get it. Look, I have bad dates. Look, you're empathizing. I have bad dates too. I'm in bad moods too. We're all human. We all do this. And let's talk about, like, when you've had a bad day, instead of just being mean to me, what can you say? I don't know. What can you say? Mom, I need some space. Mom, I had a really crummy day. Mom, I'm feeling like in the worst mood ever right now because a lot of things happened today that I don't actually want to talk about right now, but I just need some space. I need some time. You can ask for that. Ask for what you need, right? So we can give them kind of an emotional vocabulary and let them know you're entitled to be in a bad mood and let's and express it to me, but express it to me by saying, I had a bad day. I'm in a bad mood. Things weren't great. I don't want to talk about it actually. You can say all those things to me. You don't need to insult me or, or treat me in ways that you know I don't deserve to let me know that you're in a bad mood. Just say I'm in a bad mood, okay? So we've talked about that at a non-relevant time. And now we're going to establish mutual expectations, which is so what, so next time you're in a bad mood and you forget and you just start snipping and snapping and, and acting that way to me, what's our plan? What's our plan? So you come up with the plan. Um, and you can, 
talk about, and what's the consequence? If you want to tie a consequence to it, um, what if you refuse to tell me that you've had a bad day and take deep breaths and, and do all the things that you need to do to kind of take a bath and the things that we all need in terms of self-care after we've had a bad day? What if you refuse to do those things and you continue hurling insults at the other family members in this family and really disregarding our family values? Because you know with our family manifesto that is posted in the kitchen, if you don't have a family manifesto, I teach more about this in my courses, but look up creating a family manifesto. You know the family manifesto in the kitchen that we all came up with together. Our family values are we're a team. We speak kindly to each other and we there's no violence. We have a no this is a no violence household and no violence zone. That means violent words, that means violent hands, right? Hurting each other in any way, verbally verbally or physically. So when you continue to to break the family rules by speaking unkindly, by hurling insults and names at the other members of this family, what is the consequence? What do you think the consequence should be? Y'all come up with a consequence. I encourage you, especially if your kids are older than like seven, to ask them, what do you think the consequence should be for a family member that breaks our family code of conduct that goes against our family values. Like this stuff is serious. We take this seriously. What do you think the consequence should be for name calling and for breaking those family values? This is serious stuff. This has to be a safe zone for this family. I encourage you to put that question out to your kids before you automatically tell them what it will be because they always seem to go more severe. I don't know. I should lose my such and such privileges for two weeks. You're like, two weeks. Gosh, you get it. You do know that we take it seriously. All right. I like hearing that. Two weeks is a little severe. Look, being a human is messy business. We all make mistakes. What about two days? You know, then you get to be the hero because they came up with something way more severe. Um, so that's it. Let's say I did, I did a podcast a few episodes back um, where I shared a conversation between me and one of my private moms, my private clients, um, kind of problem solving and workshopping how to handle roughhousing with her two kids. And, and she told me how she handled the productive conversation. She did awesome. And I said, now I want you to remember that You've got to go back and have the conversation. It's, not, it's a non-relevant time. You've got to have the conversation where you really establish the plan so it makes sure everyone's on the same page and you all have mutual expectations here and everybody's on the same page here and what's the consequence. I want you to go over it in this conversation. So the missing ingredient, you guys, is having this conversation at a non-relevant time, not in the heat of the moment, and really getting clear and clean on this is the plan, this is the protocol, everyone's on the same page, triple P, plan, protocol, page. Plan, protocol, page. We want to have these conversations so that everyone can be know what the plan is very clearly 
know what the protocol is very clearly and, you know, and make sure that we're all on the same page. So what I said to her in that podcast at the end was like, let them know the consequence is when the boys are roughhousing and they, and the safe word hasn't been respected and listened to and somebody's continues on or it seems too heated or it's gone past the point of play and fun, I will be separating you too. And you will be going to your own spots away from each other to calm down so we can come back together. But that's going to be the plan, right? I'm going to say this word. I'm going to separate you two. That's the plan. Got it? And that's the protocol. So, um, so you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, remember, they can't be hearing the plan and the protocol for the first time during the heat of the moment, right? So I want y'all to really remember that, that if you don't know how to handle these conversations or you're dreading having these conversations, it's just because it's a new skill that you haven't mastered and you just have to be willing to get in there and have these conversations and use too many words and have your kids look at you like, huh? And then you have to say, well, and then you just have to get transparent, explain to them, look, I want us to be a, a, a loving family, not a fighting family. I want to change some things up here. And I want us to have a plan so that when we do have those heated moments, when we do have those, those messy moments, we're, we're able to get back on the same page pretty quickly right? So that's what I have got for you guys. That's the missing ingredient. Um, I hope this was helpful. And um, just remember, you want to have these conversations ahead of time and at non-relevant moments. The time to teach the things is not when everyone is in their emotional brain freaking out right? And we're the, no one is in their thinking brains during those moments. No one's going to learn a new skill. No one's going to improve future behavior. You are absolute, you're absolutely wasting your breath and your energy. And it's precious. Like, no more. Okay. Hope this was helpful. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.